Here's an interesting topic for today, which I get questioned a lot in class. And it's a good question. And I get a question. I just got a question about this recently from somebody. As a matter of fact, today. So I thought, wait, what a great opportunity to do a video and give you guys some answers to help you understand what you can and can't do in this situation. Now, um, so really comes down to the fact is when you have a motor vehicle stop, we take a motor vehicle setting and we're to say that you have somebody in the car who is not compelled to give you ID. They don't have a violation. They weren't wearing their seat. They weren't not wearing their seatbelt. Uh, they didn't throw anything out the window. They weren't the cause for the PC of the stop. And they're not subject to a summons under Title 39. What happens when you ask them for their information and they don't want to give it to you or they give you a bullshit name? And then you go back and you go to your computer and you try to figure out who they are and you can't figure out who they are. The name they gave you doesn't seem to make sense. You don't believe them. And the answer is really nothing. Uh, you know, outside of the, let's go through a few things. If you had somebody with a sub, uh, who was subject to a summons under Title 39, you couldn't figure out who they are, you could make an arrest. Okay, we know that under State versus Pierce, rules of the court, and State versus Lark, if you want to read all those three things, or scroll back through this news feed here we have here, you can read that anytime that subject, somebody's subject to a Title 39 offense, and we don't know who they are, you can arrest the subject if you fear that they're going to fail to appear before uh, a court in response to a summons. So you're allowed to make that arrest. And that's a really, really big tool that once people come through my training, they use that. They take that tool and they go use it and throw a lot of really good stuff on that. It's a very, very powerful tool that the courts have given us. Uh, and the other one is if you had the odor of marijuana in the car or on the somebody's person, let's call it, let's let's say right on somebody's person, because that's the wording of State versus George Myers. You could make an arrest for for a uh, in-presence under 50 based on your sense of smell. So you would have to worry about it. Then you could just make the arrest on that. But the question is, is when they don't have anything, what can you do? And the answer is really nothing because what happens if the person's telling you who they are? Maybe they, they spelt their last name wrong or was mishyphenated or they were a senior third fourth uh, or a third of the fourth. And you bring them back to headquarters, you bring them in, you hook them up, bring them back to headquarters and you start rolling the prints and they come back to who they told you they were, you just couldn't find them. Maybe the guy didn't know his Soch. Very, very rare, but maybe. What if What if the guy didn't know his Soch and he wasn't subject to a summons and you decided to take him back to headquarters to fingerprint him? What do you do at that point? What happens when he comes in and how are you going to explain why you took somebody from where they were to police headquarters because you thought he was giving you the, the runaround? Maybe you just weren't sharp with your skills. You things you got to think about. Now, I'm not saying don't pry into people. I'm saying when you come to this junction, think about what you have. And the more you know and what you can use, the better off you're going to be. So that's why we're trying to prepare you to win so you don't run into this situation. I mean, a lot of times I told guys before I'd walk up to, to windows of cars and I'd be like, man, I, I know you. And they're like, no. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I, I What high school did you go to? And guys would be like, oh, I, I went to a JFK High School. I'm like, what year did you graduate? And they're like, oh, 98. I'm like, Dude, I was I was ninety seven. Uh, what? Oh uh, God, your name! I know your name. And they'd be like, Steve Jones. I'm like, you got a brother named Paul? And they're like, No, no. I'm like, somebody else. I was thinking about go back to my computer, start playing around with Steve Jones, especially if there's somebody in my town. See if I can't figure out who they are that way. Uh, like I said, another guy would ask for addresses first mm -hmm. and try to do a white page white page reverse search. Uh, people are getting smart to what when they have to um, give information to a police officer, but 
you got to play it smart too. You got to know what you what you're allowed to do and what you can't do. Remember, there's no such thing as transporting for identification purposes. Even though everything gets really cute and that's a real soft way to put the fact that you're arresting somebody and bringing them to headquarters to print them. So just so everybody who's watching this knows that there's no such thing as arresting for fingerprints purposes. It's a de facto arrest under State versus Dickey, and it's also uh, I can't get this off my head, but I think it's mm-hmm. I don't want to misquote the case law, but uh, yeah, you, there's no such thing as that either. So. Just be careful, but, you know, know the tools you can use. Go out and use those tools. I think I covered everything. You guys can get sharp at this stuff. you got to go out and practice, employ it, and you will get better at this game. And you know what? Sometimes when you have nothing else and they don't want to cooperate and they don't want to give you ID and they don't have to give you ID, sometimes you just got to go, it's, we'll get them on another day. It's just, just part of the game. You're not going to win every single game you go out to play, but... The better you are, the more you practice, the sharper you're going to be when it comes down to game time. So hopefully it helps you guys out. Again, the case with State versus Camillo, I'm going to read it to you. And I guess we can talk on this a little bit. Merely refusing to provide a, I'm sorry, to answer a police officer's questions and failing to provide their name, date of birth, and social security number to an officer who required the information to prepare the incident report does not constitute obstructing under 2C291A. Did you know that if you, you cannot arrest somebody if you're filling out an incident report and they won't give you their information? Mm, interesting. When can you arrest them? Well, what the court said is silence does not invoke or or violate obstructing administration. Well, you have to find something of uh, physical nature. Silence isn't going to cut it. We saw those troopers in Sussex County. If you're watching, sorry, guys, you got to use this as an example. They pull the lawyer over. She has her, her driver's license. They ask for license registration insurance. She hands it to them. They begin to ask her questions. She refuses to answer. She just stays silent, and they arrest her. And subsequently, from what I've been told, they got some training on it, and I'm sure she got paid out for being arrested for no reason. So you got to know what you're playing with uh, when you're going out. You're going to play this game. All right, then the rest of Camillo says the language in NJSA 2C291A is clear. It requires obstruction by the means of flight, intimidation, force, violence, or physical or interference of ob- or obstacle. Here, none of those conditions existed. You must have one of those two arrests. Silence will not satisfy the requirement. And you must wait till the suspect violates 2C291. So what that means is maybe maybe they just they do some kind of physical interference. They try to leave. They try to block. Whatever it may be, that's when you can use that 2C29-1A, but not just for sitting there and being quiet. There's case law on it. you got to be careful. Um, so what the hell was I going to say? I, I had a point to make as well, but I, I run through this. This is all acapella, guys. There's two off the top of my head. I don't prepare for these videos. Something comes across, I just jump on them and do them, and I, I want to get you guys prepared to get out there and win. Uh, man, if I think of it, I'm going to just put it in the notes of this. If anybody has any questions, you can chime in right now. You want to you ask me anything. If you want to send me, obviously, guys, send me messages all day long. And uh, for those who are watching from out of state, if you guys are interested in hosting a class out of state, we are looking to go basically on tour and start doing a tour of the United States with all the material. And the, and the course, it's not just tailored to New Jersey. There's a lot of stuff we have here that's really tailored to overall police knowledge and how to apply it. And there's a lot of cops out there who just don't know exactly what they're doing. I know there's people who want to know how to do the, uh, what to do and how to go out and be proactive. I know guys go out and they pump friggin' plates into the plate reader all day and you you're trying. I, I know I watch you. I pass you guys on a highway. I see you. You're trying. And at least you're trying. You're not winning, but you're trying. Uh, the two-day course is is life-changing. Guys who've taken it, taken it three, four times over again. Uh, and really open your eyes up to uh, what all these guys are testifying to on the page and what they've experienced. So visit us at streetcoptraining.com. You can see when the next course sign-ups are. And I'll be back on here tomorrow to give you guys some more information. Man, I should have done this one last thing, but that was it. I don't know. See you guys.